Ladies and gentlemen, sit back, relax, and buckle your seatbelts. It's time for your weekly ride along with the Bikes on Bikes. This is Drive By. Mike J. He is Mike Guess. We are the Mike's on Mike's. So this is a drive-by wrestling podcast. Mike, how the hell's it going? I get on a plane in 14 hours. 15 hours, actually, to fly to Hawaii for 10 days, so it's going pretty fucking good. I don't have to look at my dipshit fucking employees for 10 fucking days. I don't have to look at these dumb shits that run the building I work in and have no idea what they're doing for 10 fucking days. One day they're going to listen to this podcast because all they're going to have to do is listen to like the first 10 minutes of any podcast because that's when we bash the fuck out of our employers. Pretty much. Which is dumb, right? We should do it in the last 10 minutes because they're not going to listen the whole time, you know? And yeah, they're like, that's they're like true. at best, they'd be like, oh, Mike has a podcast. Let me check this out. And they're going to listen to the first 10 minutes where I just like bash the shit out of them almost every week. <laughs> but you and I are both smart and never actually mention names. So, you know. No, man, I never mention names. I don't even mention where I work. That's what I mean, yeah. But, you know, should my boss, who knows I have a podcast, <laughs> decide he wants to listen to I'm alive. He asks. What my podcast is, I'm going to be like the New Age Insiders. <laughs> I haven't seen your feed uh, updated in a while. Yep, we're going through some things. <laughs> I like it. So, let's jump right in. We are on, we're on a weird recording day. We are on probably a little tighter schedule than normal so I can get you where you need to be. Work. Like, so Work is where I need to be. Yeah. <laughs> let's jump in. NXT TakeOver. We're not going to do blow by blow. Uh, an A-plus show for me, man. This, in my opinion, might have been... I, it's hard to say this and not debate, but I think it might have been the best TakeOver I've watched. Um, Like I said last week, I can't make that call. This is the first takeover. I'm not gonna take away from it. This was a badass takeover, man. I just, well, I just, I've watched, I've watched basically every takeover, right? right. You know, um, a bit on this NXT kick, as I often like to brag, since before NXT really was even a thing, when it was just on fucking Hulu. So I've been watching NXT. Since NXT was NXT, and I, I, I don't, I, I, it's hard for me to quantify what is uh, the best NXT takeover because they've all been so fucking good. It's not like WrestleMania, right. you know, where there've been some damn manias, and there's ones that are just right. clearly better. Like, man, they're all just so good; it all runs together. So it's hard I, for I me f- to make that call. I, I feel like almost every takeover, like they're all great, but there's always like one match where I think. Eh, that was good, but I, I, I think it could have been better. I don't think that about this takeover. That's why I say I think it was the best takeover. And I actually feel that each match, as the night went on, just got better and better and better. It was pretty unbelievable. To kind of round that out, I mean, I guess the biggest developments out of this show, Undisputed Era is no longer draped in gold. Uh, I, it's Adam Cole and Adam Cole only, so he did retain... I think that was certainly the right call. I, I like the heel turn of Johnny Gargano, I guess. And, man, Charlotte Flair showing up and doing her shit. I'm all for it. I, I'm pumped for this possibility of Ripley Flair at Mania, even though I think there might be a possibility of a three-way with Bianca Blair added in. Well, did or you... Or we're just going to get that match beforehand. Did you watch, um, what is it, Backstage? Last week, uh, when Charlotte was on. I did not. I recommend checking that out, because it gave me a moment of hesitation uh, as to who I was choosing for this uh, Rhea Ripley-Bianca Belair winner, because Charlotte um, praised Bianca Belair. 
mm-hmm. praised her on this on access. Said she is head and shoulders above where Charlotte herself was at this point in her career in NXT. Charlotte said that it took her years to learn like the confidence. And she said Bianca Belair already has the confidence that she is a superstar in the making. And Charlotte has the stroke within this company to say that's who I'd like to take on at Mania. Mm -hmm. So I was a little like leery there with my pick after I saw that where I was like, I don't know, man. Charlotte wants to work with Bianca Belair. She's got the stroke to make it happen. Yeah, no doubt. And it's why I think there's still... We might think the picture's clear. I think it might be a little cloudier. And I'm okay with that, man. Because either way, of of the possible, I'll say, three options here, I think they're all good and the fans are the winners because we're get treated to an amazing WrestleMania match. I like, again, like I said, I like the heel turn of Johnny Gargano. was not expecting it, and I think that's why I like it. I want to see it play out. We didn't really touch much on it in NXT this week, which I don't know how much we'll get to discuss NXT. It's just one of those things where it's a good show, man. Just watch it. There's not a lot to critique. Um, But Ciampa did say that apparently when it comes to NXT, it's always going to be about him and Johnny, and he can't, he can't, he basically said him with Goldie can't exist if Johnny Gargano is a part of NXT. And it was a really good promo. So I will wrap up the NXT Portland uh, kind of look back with, congratulations, man. You, our very own Mike S, winner of the drive-by Pick'em. So you beat everybody, brother. Yeah, I don't think I missed many, actually. As I was watching the show... As I was watching the show, I was like, oh, damn, I'm doing really good. <laughs> yeah, you did You did really, really good. Um, I can pull it up and no, actually it's, tell you. I mean, you know, you had, I think, point. 29 out of 36 points, so you did very well. Um, I was right on your heels with, like, 26, so I, 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 was, I was coming to get you, but, you know, one and two right here. And oh, you expect, going right? into vacation like a boss. <laughs> Don't spend all that prize money on your trip, Mike. Woo! <laughs> so, anyway, getting back into our show we're trying to cram in before you go to paradise, you asshole. Oh, um, I know. There was there was something I wanted to bring up, and we won't spend a lot of time on it. we got a lot to talk about here today, Mike, but... Uh, on the episode that didn't happen, and then last week I forgot to... I, I, I knew there was something I was missing, and it clicked after... Actually, while I was editing the show for last week, that's what I wanted to talk about. And that is the rumor that has, for weeks now, been going around ever since the conference call, the uh, financial conference call, that there's a strong rumor... And it's blossomed so many limbs, but that Vince McMahon is going to sell the rights to... I've heard now everything from the network (laughs) to everything they own and put it on Amazon and the network's not going to exist, which is the most ludicrous thing I've ever heard. Uh, Why would you sell for a one-time fee? No matter how high it is when you have a continuous revenue, but what the hell do I know? That was exactly the point of the network, and if you pay attention, you ever listen to Bruce Pritchard, Vince had the idea for this network since, like, what, 89, 90? Early 90s? Something like that. Like, he's not going to get rid of the network, guys. Will it change? Maybe. But I think the overall big scope of this, a lot of people, including ourselves, had this discussion. I even had to kind of text you privately to tell you what I had heard, that, you know, if they took all the pay-per-views off, it, it might not be worth the $10 a month anymore just for a library. And I, I'm, I'm in agreement with that, and I love the network. Because right now, it's the best value out there. But, the story I have that... I haven't got any updates, I haven't heard anything different, but it might not be as drastic and, and dire as people are thinking, and it might actually have a lot of benefit for both the company, for wrestling in general, but... What I'm hearing is that Vince is actually shopping the Big Four. So we're talking Rumble, Mania, SummerSlam, Survivor Series. And he's shopping them 
to everyone. <laughs> but the major player is none other than the home of SmackDown, but Fox. So uh, this in turn, the way that I'm kind of breaking down the info I'm getting is it would be like the Super Bowl. So this would be on regular Fox television. So you'd have the negative of com- commercials, but it'd be free, assuming you have an antenna, because Fox is broadcast, and it would be a humongous audience to watch WrestleMania. I mean, that would be a huge audience. A huge fucking audience. If this went through and it went with Fox, it could be another one of those industry-changing moments. I mean, it really could. It has the potential. And even if it went through with NBC, who is also one of the other heavy hitters I've heard. Now, of course, you have all these streaming services and you have the fear of people thinking, well, I'm not going to pay for the network and then pay for each show again. Like, And I'm in agreement with that. I, I think Vince is too smart to do that. I don't think he's going to... I think he realizes I've gave these people pay-per-views for $10 a month, essentially, plus access to a library. I can't take away. Does that make sense? Yeah, because, look, man, like, we was A-OK with paying 50 bucks for a pay-per-view, right? Until it wasn't the norm. Until until the norm since 2013, 14, you know, six years now. Changed. Has been yeah. $10. And, I'm, like, mm-hmm. I think, and this has a lot, like, we've discussed this topic also in regards to the AEW pay-per-views. Um... this is even kind of jaded fans to their pay-per-views, you know, man? Like, they're charging 50 bucks for a pay-per-view now, and it's like, you remember when that first one was 50 bucks, and everyone was like, (laughs) 50 bucks, okay, buddy. Sure thing, champ. Right. And I still stand by the fact that I think the AEW, uh, I think they have a lot of illegal streams to their pay-per-views. I don't think as many people pay for it as they claim. Um, well, they have an internet crowd, so... Yeah, a very internet-savvy crowd. Uh, everyone that I know that watches their shit has boldly proclaimed they have not paid for it. And <laughs> uh, I, it's just being real. Um, mm-hmm. And, of course, like, I'll be honest, man. Like, our wrestling circle uh, contains some real pieces of shit that wouldn't pay for it anyway. You know what I mean? <laughs> Like, we, like, we, you and I deal with on, like, a regular basis um, when discussing wrestling with some fairly shitty human beings. From time to time. From time to time, we really do. And, uh, <laughs> um, you know, so, like, they they weren't going to pay for it anyway. But, like, it's just, this is what's going to happen, man. Like, if you... Like, I, I feel like they think this is going to increase their revenue, but it is, in fact, going to drop it drastically. Yeah, and, and, I, and I think that's that's why I think, if anything, like, let's just say, let's say they go to Amazon. And let's say, I don't know, if you're an Amazon Prime subscriber, it's either free or included or cheaper, and then you can pay a one-time fee, and it's just the big four. But the network still has your takeovers, let's say six regular ones a year and a couple UK, and still has the other, like, smaller shows, like, I don't know, Fastlane, No Mercy, Money in the Bank, things like that. I'm going to keep the network. Yeah. But if you, if you take all the specials off and put them on another service, I love the library, man. But I can find the little things I want to watch here and there on YouTube, and they know that. They know that. Which is why they started the free tier. That it, it, it gives you so many views. I just think people are making a bigger deal than what this is when it comes to how it's going to affect them, and I think in reality, it's going to affect the business and probably the fan in a more positive than negative way. Oh, anything can happen. This is pro wrestling. But... Vince is not going to do something to kill his own network. He's not going to inject that poison, Mike. No. Of course he's not, man. He's not a fucking <laughs> idiot. That's what's crazy, too, is people just talk about this dude like he's the biggest fucking idiot in the world because they don't 
agree with his, I don't know, his decisions that he makes in regards to his pro wrestling uh, It's booking. because the fan doesn't always 100% get exactly what they play out in their head, so Vince is an idiot. Yeah, well that's what it always is. So, uh, it's not like this dude doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. You know what I mean? (laughs) I mean, clearly. Like, the guy is a savvy and shrewd businessman, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. Like, you didn't have him... Hey, look, he hasn't basically had a monopoly over professional wrestling since the 80s for no fucking reason here. But, you know, whatever, you marks probably know better. Yep, absolutely. So, I want to do this, Mike. This is... This is different than what we normally do. Um, I'm probably going to rant a little bit. I'm hoping you join in. I might. I made you listen to something you probably didn't want to listen You to. fucking piece of shit. <laughs> like, there's no shit, man. Like, there was a point last night at roughly, like, 2.45 a.m. where uh-huh. I was like, I fucking hate him so much for making me listen to this. <laughs> You could you did you listen to the whole thing? No, no, to? I did not. No, I did not because I had to watch. <laughs> a- Thank God, I had to watch AEW when I got home, so I had to shut okay, it off. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. So I got four, 46 minutes into it. Well, that's pretty far. That's pretty deep, and I might bring up some points you weren't even aware of. But also, hold on. Let's just get this out of the way. This isn't even wrestling related. This is not wrestling related. This is one of those times where we go off on like a sidebar. Like that time Mike gave me half an hour to cry about Endgame. Um, Right. (laughs) Like this is one of those times. This, this is, it's wrestling related because it's Chris Jericho. And I promise you when I get to the point I want to make about this, it'll make sense as to why it's kind of wrestling related. But basically, this is episode 640 of the Talk is Jericho podcast, Coronavirus, Quarantine or Conspiracy. Now, if you've ever listened to Talk is Jericho, as I used to regularly, not so much anymore, uh, you know that he likes he likes the spooky stuff. Why not so much anymore? Dude, I don't listen to any wrestling podcasts anymore. I got burnt the F out and turning them off. This is not an endorsement for our show at all, if you're listening to it. So don't listen to my advice. But turning them off made me enjoy wrestling a lot more. You cut out Pritchard and everything? I still have his on my uh, iPhone. It's not a wrestling podcast, though. But, like, the ones that break it down, the ones that have callers, I just couldn't do it because... Like, we, we break stuff down, but we try to be funny, and we try to have fun with it, but nobody in these shows were having fun with it anymore. They were just being, I hate this, I hate this, I hate this. That's true. And I couldn't do it anymore. And I'm telling you what, man, I like wrestling a lot more than I did when I was just feeding these into my brain every single day. As you know, and maybe the listeners know, I have a job where I have the ability to listen to podcast after podcast. I just couldn't do it anymore. I will probably bring some back into my life eventually, but it was hard enough to try to avoid listening to things before we recorded, so it just made this even easier. And with the New Age Insiders exiting, I was like, you know what? I need a break. Y'all, my man listens to hours upon hours of podcasts a week. Like, y'all have yes, I do. no clue. So, Jericho, again, I, I, I didn't cut him out for any reason other than I had to limit eventually what I was listening to, and I would pick and choose his episodes, and then it got to kind of like, I kind of fell away from it because everything else I just liked he, a little bit he more. also is way too in character on that show now. Well, here's, and is this is kind of going to play into this a little bit. But we all know, if you listen to it, that Jericho is a fan of paranormal, conspiracy, uh, aliens, supernatural, like, all stuff that I enjoy, and I believe you enjoy too, Mike. Yeah, I do. And I am a sucker for a good conspiracy theory with a catch. Most of them are bullshit, and I love the entertainment side of them. There are some that I think, alright, there are some legs to this, some that have even been proven and confirmed by government files so sometimes there's whether smoke there's fire but 
his episode 640 was about the coronavirus, and just to put it out there, Mike, you and I haven't really discussed this, but I'm all in on the coronavirus. I feel like this is a bigger deal, but I feel like, I feel the opposite of his guest. His guest, which I will explain, kind of feel like it's being downplayed, or he, his, sorry, his guest felt like it's being overplayed to distract us so that we can be pre-programmed by our world government and this, that, and the other, and they can take control of us. Where I, I feel like it's actually being very underplayed and going down some very dark Twitter holes and social media holes to find information that the media, mainstream, is not telling us that if these accounts are finding the truth, we all might be dead in, like, six months. So, hey, there's that. Uh, these guys, man. It, they don't even think the coronavirus is being overplayed. They think it's all completely made up. They, yeah. yeah all of they it. Think... And here's the thing, man. Like, it, they, okay, I'm not, okay. So, like, usually a Jericho episode opens with him just, like, stroking himself off for like mm -hmm. 15 minutes this would jump right in um and so about 10 minutes in i was like holy shit i'm gonna have to tell mike that i think these guys actually made some good points what the fuck um because 10 minutes in all they've really said is at 10 minutes in, they first of all haven't come out and said they think the coronavirus is fake yet. They right. just they just say if you look throughout history, there's a pattern of diseases like this which there is that get people riled up and scared. And it's and he said and if you go look it goes from polio to uh whatever they went through to and then like things i remember and they were like and it's not even just sars ebola West sars Nile, ebola and they Zika. were like it's not even just like diseases like do you remember killer bees like that summer right. that killer yeah, bees were going to come to america and fucking kill everyone and so like i'm right. sitting there and i'm like damn these dudes is making some good points because i ain't never met no one that ever had sars or uh the swine flu my niece had a swine flu. Or, okay. Um, so, like, <laughs> well, like alright, cool. Yeah, cool. Alright, so that's valid, man. Someone that, like, I know someone that knew someone that had. Alright, so, like, I was like, you know, man, like, I'm not saying I'm agreeing with them. But, like, valid fucking points they're making. And, um, it pretty quickly derailed from there. Like, it just uh descended into madness um well they went from there into the anti-vax thing and their anti-vax thing is way fucking crazier than normal anti-vaxxers like normal anti-vaxxers are like oh i don't like that you're putting fucking mercury in my child these motherfuckers are like oh i don't like that you're putting mercury in me and and there's nanotechnology in that shit, and it's mixed with fluoride, and it's fucking controlling me and my thoughts. And I was like, "Yep." And it was like, man, it hits you like a fucking truck. Like, I, like, like once they went crazy, they went full fucking crazy, Mike. <laughs> they went full oh, fucking. I know. Like, you know how Robert Downey Jr. was like, "You never go full retard," and you went full retard. They went full retard. These motherfuckers were happy Jack. Like, they went. full full retard <laughs> it was insane like and it just yep. was like and once it happened it just it was there man it was like uh normal conspiracy theorists talk for 10 minutes and then these dudes were like oh by the way we're fucking crazy now and it just never stopped and here's the thing like they Jericho when I've heard some of these kind of shows of his he usually takes people to task he even said in this episode I'm gonna be the devil's advocate and then he was never the devil's advocate and to me this is freaking dangerous because Chris Jericho has a large reach it's probably the biggest show these people have ever been on and 
they're they're saying things like you want to be an anti-vaxxer fine whatever but here's the thing when you're ex- when you're asking questions to validate your side and you don't know why the other side thinks differently than you you're a moron okay when you're going to say well if if vaccines do the job then why do uh people who give their kids vaccines not want other kids who don't get vaccines around their vaccinated kids. I'll tell you why. Because if you've ever had children, you idiots, at certain ages, they get certain vaccines. So before that point in time, they are susceptible to catching the diseases that you refuse to vaccinate your kids against, you dumbasses. So if... You know, I have to take my one-year-old in to a doctor's office, which, I mean, let's be honest, these idiots wouldn't even take their kids to doctors, uh, and you have your measle-ridden child in there, and my one-year-old, which I might have these dates wrong, don't crucify me if I do, but my one-year-old is coming in to get their measles shot because they just hit that milestone. Now they got flipping measles because you're an idiot. You get what I'm saying? And they're asking that question, and they don't know the answer, because they are so blinded by conspiracy that it's dangerous. It's actually dangerous. And then they go on to continue this downward spiral. Did you hear the guy who said he was, I don't know, 42, 46, 47, and he's like, I've never been vaccinated, and I've never been to the doctors in my life, and I'm perfectly healthy because of the way I eat? Did you hear that guy? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, let me just say this right off the bat. If you've literally never been to the doctor since you were born, you have really shitty parents, dude. And I'm surprised you've made it this long. Uh, like, <laughs> I uh, eat like shit and <laughs> um, take the worst care of myself uh, possible. And I have basically forever. Um, I was gifted with a, um, uh, a blessed, gifted, whatever you want to call it. I call it both. With a fucking amazing metabolism. And essentially, all I have to do to like, you know, like, if you got, you have women or uh, any motherfuckers like, Oh man, if I eat a bowl of ice cream, it's gonna take me like an hour on the treadmill, right? Um, mm-hmm. all it takes me is the walk back to the kitchen to put my bowl in the sink. <laughs> right? So like physically, I look, um, stunning actually. I'm, I look like at least 10 years younger than I should. You are beautiful, man. I'm fucking gorgeous, man. I really am. Like, I know you guys just like listen to this and I say this a lot, but like, it's not just me being like fucking like, I like obviously it is my hubris like like I'm aware that I'm an attractive man, but like I am a very good looking human being. Um, uh, and I put like no work into it at all, right? Like, <laughs> I, like I just wake up and I'm like this. You're like, like imagine if I tried. Yeah, and like that's no shit. If I tried, I'd be in fucking movies. Um. <laughs> uh. But I don't try, so I'm, like, skinny fat. That's really, like, my hold back from being, like, a 10, you know? It's, like, I'm not quite six foot tall, and, like, I'm skinny fat. Because, like, I feel like if you can just wake up and look like this, like, I'm okay with that. Like, I'm okay with waking up and being, like, a solid eight. You know what I mean? No, I gotcha. Like, (laughs) body-wise, see, like, face-wise, I'm, like, a nine and a half. Like, body-wise, I'm, like, uh, like a seven, uh, six, probably. Like, because I put no effort into it. So my average is low than what it should be. But, um, the fact of the matter is, uh, my insides have to be disgusting, right? Like, they just have to be just, like, (laughs) the worst shit ever is what I'm getting at. Because my outside looks so great without putting any work into it that, like... Uh, my insides have to be reaping the consequences. Um, so I'm assuming my insides look as bad as my outside looks good. So, um, but like, I've, like, eat like shit and take no care of myself 
and all I've ever gotten are vaccines. <laughs> like, <laughs> so just to kind of like invalidate this guy's bullshit, like I'd have never been to the doctor really either. Um, except when like, you know, my mom took me because I was sick and I got like a shot of some medicine and got vaccines, right? So, like, I'm calling counter bullshit on his bullshit because he was like, oh, you got to eat right and take care of yourself and you don't have to see a doctor. I call bullshit because you don't have to eat right and you don't have to take care of yourself. You just have to see a doctor. <laughs> all fair points, all fair points, Mike. Now, again, like, what bothered me most is just how off the wall these guys are, how Jericho didn't call them out, and they didn't even at the end of the show kind of wrap it up with a, I don't know, what he, which he also does. What do you think? I don't know what to believe. And just ended the show. Like, he was all about these dudes and their bullshit, which is dangerous. Now, did you hear, just to kind of discredit these yahoos, did you, did you hear that they're flat earthers, Mike? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I heard that they're flat did earthers, you- Mike. Did you hear them ask Jericho if they watched the interview with the woman who was 102 years old and says, Oh, they taught me in, when I went to school that the earth was flat and the globe was a new thing that all these new, newfangled children got to learn about when I was older. Okay, Mike, I, I you know, doing the math real quick. That's fucking retarded because you know, Copernicus she, proved the earth was round in 1623. I actually don't know if that's a real fact, right? Like, I don't know if Copernicus was the dude that did it. I don't know the year, right? But, like, it was sometime around then. Oh, my God. Well, that's crazy. Well, that makes sense, Mike, because back in the 90s, they were still teaching us the Earth was the center of the fucking universe and other things that <laughs> schools that didn't fucking happen. Uh, 1924 would have made this woman about five or six, depending on how accurate they were with her age and when this interview came out, Mike. So are you telling me that in 1924, this woman was being taught that the Earth was flat? She went to a really shitty school. There were airplanes in 1924. Like, like, we, we have been aware that the Earth was a circular, globular object since we were fucking traveling on wooden ships, Mike. And speaking of ships, Mike. Speaking these, of ships, what a great transition. Oh my god, I killed this fucking transition. These guys don't believe the Titanic happened, y'all. Hold on, I gotta because close my window. Hold on, I gotta close my window record. for this because I'm about to get loud. They don't believe <laughs> the Titanic happened, and there is fucking wreckage. At the bottom of the fucking ocean of the Titanic. You can see on the wreckage where it says Titanic. (laughs) We got a whole movie based around going to see the wreckage of the Titanic. And these motherfuckers don't think it happened. What? Are you serious? But, Mike, they haven't been down to the bottom of the ocean to see it with their own two eyes. So it's clearly government programming. I mean, it's all staged, right? It's all staged. staged. Also, did you know, Mike, that two years before the Titanic wrecked, I said wrecked in quotes, uh, that a book was written called The Titan? About a ship? Yeah, I think hit it was like 14 inside. years before that, oh, but that's man. what they... That's what I've heard. Seems weird, and, doesn't it? Just like I mean, how the Simpsons predicted the World Trade Center, which they also brought up. Well, they also brought up that the Simpsons predicted a corona, coronavirus, and that's not true. That's a photoshopped meme. Because Matt real. Groening... Matt Groening is the guy with the fucking access, y'all. Matt fucking groaning. And not like taken away from this dude. Um, I loved The Simpsons for a period of time. Me too. I'll be honest, if you still watch The Simpsons, like... Okay, boomer. Um, 
Like, that's how I feel when someone's like, oh, yeah, man, you've been keeping up with The Simpsons this season? I'm like, no, who the fuck watches The Simpsons? Like, who is still watching The Fucking Simpsons? Uh, Seriously, if you watch The Fucking Simpsons, let us know. Because, like, I don't know anyone that watches The Fucking Simpsons. And if you do, I probably think less of you a little bit. I'm like, okay. Like, if you tell me you still watch The Simpsons, and then you're like, oh, I got a movie recommendation for you. I'm going to politely be like, no shit, man, what is it? Oh, yeah, I'll check that out. And I'm never going to fucking watch it, because clearly you know fuck on shit about television and cinema. <laughs> uh, but, like, Matt Groening. Matt Groening's the guy, huh? Like, that's the dude that has oh, all the answers. Let, let me wrap it up with this. These fellas mentioned without directly saying it that the Kobe Bryant helicopter crash was fake, that the coronavirus is fake, and, okay. that the and here's landing the, was fake. Here's the thing with the, the Kobe crash. Was fake. They, they start off okay with the Kobe crash too. They're like, if you believe that video that you saw is real, like you're dumb. That's a video from like Afghanistan or something, which I already knew, right? Like that's an actual real fact. And then they were like, also kind of were like, but also if you believe Kobe died, you're dumb too. <laughs> it was like, because I was like, all right, I'm with them. They're spitting some facts about my man Kobe. And then they're like, Kobe's also not dead. Him and his daughter Gianna, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay, well, all right. I didn't even know what to say. I was just like, okay, Kobe's not dead. All right. Yeah. I, I mean, it's just, it, it's it's unbelievable stuff. And Which I would love to where... believe, but... <laughs> <laughs> Here's where I, I, I really want to take Chris Jericho to task because devil's advocate, man. And as a huge Jericho fan, as someone who's going to see Fozzie in May, like, he had the ultimate... I used to be a big Euchre player, Mike, back in high school and college, and we used to call uh, call the spade, or the, uh, uh, oh my god, it's been so long. You just got ready to say spade, and that's so crazy because I'm holding my Shayna Baszler action figure in my hand posing Ooh. right now. See, it's a conspiracy, Mike. We're conditioning ourselves. <laughs> we used to call the Trump, back in my circle, Johnny Thick Dick, right? Johnny so Thick you throw Dick. Johnny Thick Dick out on the table. Like so that. Jericho had the perfect opportunity to throw Johnny Thick Dick right out there when these dudes are... Talking about, and look, I know you and I both are kind of on the same page with religion and spirituality and all that happy, you know, stuff that we believe in, which these guys were also preaching. The guy actually said, that's right, one of the reasons I don't need vaccines, because God gave me everything I need. Okay, that's a way to believe. That's real, that's why I don't vote. He also gave doctors everything they need to heal your stupid ass. Anyway, uh... They're going on and on about the Titanic didn't sink because I didn't see it. We didn't go to the moon because I didn't see it. The Earth is flat because I didn't see it as a circle. And I just wish Jericho would have had the balls to say, then why do you believe in God? Have you seen him? Because that would have been the perfect ending to that podcast that would have made the whole thing right. So, which, full circle. which are you hypocritical about, your beliefs or your beliefs? Right. And he didn't do it, man. And I'm disappointed Pussy. simply because their beliefs are very dangerous to a lot of people. And yeah. Jericho's a very influential person. And he just went right along with it. This is America. <laughs> such, a, such it is, Mike. Let's take a quick break. We're going to go into our new segment, and then when we come back, we will use what time we have left to discuss a little bit of the Wednesday night more. Guys, hang tight. We will be right back. Each and every week, while Mike's on Mike's, scour the globe. Looking in arenas, locker rooms, VFW halls, looking at our rocks, and under Peyton Royce to answer the burning question, what is Sean Spears doing? Sean Spears. We discussed last week that this man was trying to be all that he could be, Mike, that he was leaving the confines of WWE to rise from the ashes like a phoenix and be better. 
he once had a match at an AEW pay-per-view with Cody Rhodes. A match that, considering Sean Spears' past, and considering what he was trying to do, and considering the legacy that Cody Rhodes has behind his name, and what we all envisioned Sean Spears would be in AEW, a match that Sean Spears should have won, but didn't. So with all that being said, I ask you this, the third week of February, 2020, episode 149 of the Drive-By Wrestling Podcast, Mike, what is Sean Spears doing? Huh? Sean Spears? Oh yeah, yeah man. What's he, he doing? Yeah, man, he ain't doing shit. Not doing shit? It's fucking Sean Spears, man. Of course he's not doing shit. Ah, <laughs> uh, shit. Hey, man. Hold on. Before we start, uh, Peyton Royce posted this photo of herself wearing uh, just a yellow thong on Instagram All this week. All right. And uh, I'll text it to you because I saved it because I was going to make like a humorous comment about Sean Spears. Okay. I just couldn't put the joke okay. together. Um, and again, I had to think. Not being on TV in AEW <laughs> was better than like not being on TV in WWE and cream pie Peyton Royce every week. Every night. Like, I just can't get over the fact that this dude chose the same career, the same exact career, except now he rides around with Tully fucking Blanchard and not <laughs> his smoking hot Royce. wife, Peyton Royce. Oh, it's Like, this was a better call for you, right? Like, this was better for you? You prefer not being on TV and being a low-end mid-carder with Tully Blanchard as opposed to Cream Pine Pine Peyton Royce. Yeah. Okay, champ. Okay, champ. (laughs) I I know, guys, like I keep using the term Cream Pie with this, but I just feel like you're not pulling out. (laughs) (laughs) It, it seems, oh. it seems, it seems like that'd be a real impossible task. I'm not going to lie. Uh, hard, hard point to argue, Mike. Uh. Oh, you, you see that answer? You can tell which one of us wife occasionally turns this show on and which one's <laughs> wife, and which one's wife doesn't at all ever. Also a hard point to argue. Uh, so let's go into Hi, this real quick. <laughs> we're, we're on limited time. I got to get you to paradise. Yeah, man. I got to leave for and work in like 15, 20 minutes. To work before that. So let's do this. NXT. Bianca Belair calls out Charlotte Flair. Does this lead to a WrestleMania triple threat or does this lead to a Charlotte Flair-Bianca Blair match on either Raw or NXT? Go. Uh, this leads to a Charlotte Flair match on NXT. I agree. I think that's a good call, and I still think it could lead to the triple threat match. Uh, Ciampa calls out Gargano. Uh, Velveteen gets beat down by the Undisputed Era after he beats Roddy Strong. I mean, this is just continuing storylines. Finn Balor, in a promo, basically said, you're not going to believe what I'm going to do next week, and I'm intrigued. And hey, they got real fast, we didn't give us enough props when it happened, but when I was watching TakeOver this week, they were playing like back through the video clips. Uh, one of the best promo moments of uh, the last couple years in wrestling for me was when Finn Balor said, or it was when Johnny Gargano said that if the guy, if the Raw and SmackDown Finn Balor shows up, I swear to God, I will eat him alive. <laughs> like when he told him that, that he was very, like, when yes, he was like right. no no I want that he was like that's NXT Finn Balor that's not Raw and SmackDown Finn Balor that's not lost to Bobby Lashley 17 weeks in a row Finn Balor because dude I love it because he was like because I swear to God if that guy shows up and takes up takeover I'm gonna eat him alive because it's true it was true Johnny Gargano would have ate up 
main roster Finn Balor. And I love that he said that. Dude, it was just an amazing moment where he straight up was like, I will eat that guy alive. Let me let me just throw this out there, too. I know you haven't got to watch NXT yet, but this just shows you the promo difference, and I, I don't want to know if I want to say the freedom or maybe the more relaxed. And I, I mean, I think it's getting better on the main roster, too, but Matt Riddle on NXT Wednesday, this past Wednesday, said... They were talking about their celebration after winning the tag titles at TakeOver and that the Dusty Cup partied a little too hard, failed his wellness test, and is now suspended for 30 days. <laughs> nah, he said that? And, and then he said, it happens around here, guys, and threw his hands up like Rob Van Dam. <laughs> That's hilarious. Did you see that uh, Triple H made a comment about him riding on the plane with him? About it being real smoky on the plane? Yeah, said, yeah. <laughs> I feel like they just know what this do. Also, man, like, come on. Like, why are we in a modern-day pro wrestling era fucking testing for marijuana? Like, why? I believe they are no longer testing for marijuana. And I, I think didn't think they were either. Okay. Allowing this that's why to, they're uh, making these jokes and allowing this to yes. happen? Okay. Yes, yes, Uh so, anyway, I mean, I'm intrigued. NXT was a good show. I heard the AEW was a really good show this week as well. So, uh, fill me in, Mike. Uh, I don't think it was as good as the last few weeks, but it wasn't bad. The Young Bucks won a tag team battle royal, which is a fucking mess, by the way. A tag team battle royal is yeah. a fucking mess. And also, like... I want to watch that just to see the train oh, wreck. Oh, you have to, because it's such a fucking train wreck. Because it's like... It was like, teams were just entering whatever. Like, there was no discernible, like, time limit when teams would enter. Like, I thought all the teams were in the match at the start. And then, like, other teams would just, like, enter. And there was, like, no countdown. And I wasn't even expecting, like, a countdown or anything. But, like, there's no just, like, rhyme or reason. It was just, like, it was, like, the whole thing had been going on for ten minutes. And then just, like, Santana and Ortiz decide to show up. It was, like, well, okay, well... We've had two fucking teams eliminated since then. Um, also, these guys that wear these, like, neon green skeleton costumes. Um, yeah. Angelico uh, and yeah, I hate, or Yeah, I hate these guys the same exact way that I hate Public Enemy. If that makes any <laughs> sense. I hate it them totally in the exact same way that I hated Public Enemy. So anyway, the Young let Bucks me, won this. Yeah, let me ask you a question about that. And again... Not to be the negative Nancy's, I kind of just spoke against that, but I'm just asking an honest question. Why did we have to have a tag team battle royal to decide number one contenders if we have a ranking system in AEW? That's a good question, Mike. <laughs> I, did, I, I, I hadn't considered that, but that's a good question. Anyway, go, go, go so on. So, the Young Bucks continue. won. They're taking on uh, Hangman and Kenny Omega yeah. at the next pay-per-view. Uh, Chris Statlander versus Shauna, which might be the best women's match I've ever watched in this uh, stupid whole fucking women's division. But that's <laughs> also the only two women that I've ever really consistently spoken highly of, other than maybe Britt Baker. Chris Statlander won catch, that. Did you did you catch Big Swole calling Nyla Rose, bro? Yeah, I did. Um, look, I'm going to give Nyla Rose a little bit of props right here. Um, Nyla Rose gave an interview with Tony Schiavone, and last week I really tore into Nyla Rose's abilities um, and even brought her mic work in. And I'm going to be honest and take a step back away from that. I can admit when I'm wrong. Uh, she gave a really good promo this week. and I Was like, was it a promo or was it a pre-recorded? No, it was a promo. She came out and talked to Schiavone. Um, okay. you could tell it was a little, um, it seemed a little scripted to me. Um, I know they don't do scripting or they say they don't. I'm not saying it was scripted. I'm saying maybe she had a lot she was trying to say and was trying to remember it. Um, but, uh, it seemed a little, anyway, I was trying to pick it apart and I really couldn't, you know, cause I wanted to like defend <laughs> my stance from last week, and I really couldn't. It was pretty good fucking calm, uh, uh, promo. Uh, John Moxley beat Jeff Cobb, because obviously, um, uh, then of course they beat the shit out of John Moxley. Uh, some people did come to help this time, though. That was cool. Yeah, there um, you go. 
Uh, Paige and Kenny Omega won, beat the Lucha Bros to retain the tag team titles. Um, don't forget that Kenny has the fucking 30-minute uh, Iron Man match with Pac next week, because that's what we do here. Hmm. We have 30-minute Iron Man matches with two of the greatest wrestlers on the face of the planet. The first of its kind in AEW. On fucking, on fucking TV next week. Okay. Which brings us to this next match. The first cage match in AEW history. Cody Rhodes uh, attempting to take down Wardlow, making his in-ring debut after we've seen him just being a present, uh, threatening presence for months now. Uh, you know, first ever AEW cage match. Really a story-building moment here. Cody's uh, trying to get at MJF. Uh, so, you know, we had that on TV this week. Uh, guess what, Mike? What? This, and, uh, you're probably not gonna see a lot of complaints about this, because of course you're not, because I looked. This was a fucking WWE Rules cage match. The door was open, the door was wide the fuck open, um, you... Don't people always complain about that? You you pin the guy to win. Uh, the door wasn't even fucking locked. At least WWE makes an attempt. And then they were even like the door was open at one point because like Cody kind of got like thrown halfway through it. And they were like, mm-hmm. they were like, just want to mention that the door being open has no bearing on this match. And it was like, well, then why the fuck do you even have the door on it then? Um, anyway, so it was like, yeah, Cody won with a pen after a fucking amazing moonsault from the top of the cage to a standing Wardlow. Um, he missed about two-thirds of it, but it still looked really cool. Um, and I have thoughts on your... What you said about Cody last week. Um, I think... It's a guy who is really invested in the success of this company, and he's willing to do whatever it'll take. I think that's a fair statement. To make people want to be invested in this show. And Does that include moving to Monday nights? As I think that's it? stupid. I think that's dumb. I think that's dumb. <laughs> but, um, of course Cody got split open last night. Of course. And what honestly got me to thinking about this was, um, Cody got split open and I was like, this dude is gonna, his forehead's gonna look like his dad's. Mm-hmm. And then I got to thinking about Dusty. And I was like, you know what, though? Like, Dusty, as a booker slash wrestler, did whatever the fuck he had to do to get his promotion over and get eyes on it. And it makes sense that his son would do the same thing. When I really thought about it in that context, I... Cody's just doing whatever he can, man. He knows he's the top guy there, one of the top guys there. And he's got to do, he's invested in this and he's trying to get it over. Um, I'm not saying that he doesn't have like a, what'd you call it last week? His a God complex. God complex. I'm not saying there's not a little bit of that. <clears throat> but I genuinely think that this is a guy who just desperately wants this thing to succeed and is willing to put himself on the line however he needs to. Yeah, it's it's hard to disagree with that point. And and that's all fair and it's hard not to give props to him for that very reason. Uh it's a fine line to walk. I think maybe sometimes the way he carries himself and comes off is why I feel the way I feel and then when you add that segment, the the lash segment, it just kind of was ironically funny, I guess, and kind of fulfilled that prophecy for me. I, I do need to watch this episode of Dynamite in full. I've seen clips, and I- I'm intrigued. Uh, and I think that's the kind of point that I I want to bring is I don't. I'm sure people probably think I'm just an AEW hater, and I'm not. Like I like wrestling, so if it's a good match, I'm going to enjoy it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I I'm not tied to this company, like. I want them to succeed. If they weren't around tomorrow, I wouldn't be heartbroken. Like, if WWE was just gone, I'd be upset, man. It's what I grew up on. And 
it would leave uh, an empty spot in my life. But I find other wrestling and fill it with that. You know what I mean? And, yeah, I know exactly what and, you're saying. And I'm sure that there would be some people, even with the newness of AEW, would be absolutely heartbroken if Tony Khan decided this was not what he wanted to do and folded up, you know, in six months. And I get that, but I'm not that guy. I, I, I watch what I like and will critique what I don't. And I still critique WWE, too. They're far from perfect. But, you know, as a, as a fan, watching this not being married to the company, I think I can be a little more honest with things. And I might be a little more biased to WWE as well when they do things wrong. And that's, I'll admit that. You've called me out on it. And, you know, I've called you out on things with the same thing. Because you, even though you're a New Japan guy, you have a little WWE bias as well. I think we all do because of the way we grew up. And I think that's fair. Well, yeah, obviously. And I, I think it's also fair that we can sit and talk, and both of us, I don't think you're married to AEW either. You look at it kind of the same way I do. And I yeah. think that's a good, healthy discussion to have, because these guys have made a lot of promises, and they've delivered on very few, and I want them to be the best they can be. And Cody will do, you are right, he will do everything he can to make that happen. And it might make some people, like me, not like him. And it might make others love him. And that's just a cross that he has to bear right back to the Jesus complex. <laughs> it might be. I mean, like, he I'm not going to say he doesn't have, like, maybe a little bit of a complex. But I think that the guy's really just trying to make this company successful. With that said... And he should be. And he should be. Let me say that. With that said, here's another sweet transition... One of the things that you need to do to make a company successful is get those licensing rights. And Mike, have you seen these fucking AEW figures they debuted last night? I have. Oh I have my lots. god, man! Oh my god, dude! They're with scale. They're in scale with the WWE figures too. Oh, oh, dude! I'm in the bag for. I'm in the bag for the Jericho, Cody, and Omega. Okay, let me. Let me. I. I, I, it's first of all, as I'm not married to AEW, I'm going to be way more selective. Jericho, 100%. I'm a Jericho guy. I need him just on a Jericho shelf. Um, and it's a pretty solid looking figure. I think the one young buck looks retarded, and the other one looks great. I, you <laughs> know, I didn't even one. pay attention to the box ones because I, I you know, I'm not at like their a huge box look fan. at their faces. I know, I, I get them confused all the time. I think it's. Matt. Is Matt the dark-haired one? Yeah. It's him. He looks... His face looks horrendous. Um, and I know it's from their pose, but just as an action figure, the face does not look good. Uh, so I'm being critical. Uh, we call out WWE figures all the time, so I feel this is fair. Um, I also didn't I really think... look at the Brandy one, because I wasn't interested in that one. Yeah, I don't care. And... Um, Cody, from one, I, I think that they have different heads, which is a smart move, because that's what Mattel does right now for the WWE figures, on at least some of them, not all of them. Um, these remind me a lot of the Ultimates that you don't like, Mike. I don't like the price point for the Ultimates. What Do we have a price point for these? No, although I'm guessing it's probably going to be somewhat the same as the Ultimates. What? Like thirty dollars. Um, yeah. Although I don't like. Look, man. If you're trying to get kids to watch to buy this shit, though, the, you know, ultimates are for adult collectors, and you don't see them advertised yeah, on T You don't see them advertised on WWE TV or any well, of that shit. Like you do. Even elites are advertised on WWE yep. TV, and I think that's more of an adult collector, also. Um, yep. But <laughs> uh, I feel like if they're going to want to market these to kids that you can't a $30 price points too much like me well, as an adult collector I'm like okay cool I pay $30 for fucking toys all the time uh but I don't know man if you got kids and shit like fuck man $30 for a toy that's gonna get played with and ultimately probably broken see I've seen two different heads on Jericho's figure from the pictures I've seen online and I like both of them the one in the picture I have I'll send it to you I'm sure you've seen it uh I don't know if that's the one where Cody's face looks off 
And and the one I've seen of I've seen two different head scans I believe of Omega and one looks pretty good and the other one looks terrible. Um, <laughs> I don't know. It's interesting. I, I like I that it's gray haired Omega. Yeah, I, I think I'm going to be. I like I said, I'm definitely going to have the Jericho. I got to get the Jericho, but I'll probably be a little selective on these as a whole. Um, cause I'm not married to any of these guys except Jericho. And I saw someone say, I can't wait till they make a Moxley figure. I'm like, dude, there's like 45 Dean Ambrose right. figures. Just make one yourself. Right. Just get a Dean Ambrose figure. I've, I've got <laughs> one on a shelf right now. I will sell you for four fucking dollars. It's a basic. <laughs> but all that being said, Mike, it, it's definitely a step they needed to take. I, I, I think it's pretty cool, uh, that we're... Because these, regardless, we can sit, I can pick a few things apart, but man, from the at least the foot promo pictures, they look like pretty nice figures. And again, just like we think AEW will help WWE up their game and vice versa, this is going to help Mattel up their game. So I'm all for it, man. Business and, and business rivalries and competition, everyone gets better. Agreed. Agreed. Do you have anything else you want to add? I have two things. Fly away to paradise. I have two things. One, shout out to new listener Joe Hicks. Thanks for supporting me. Yeah, we appreciate you. Uh, Definitely appreciate it. Um, and uh, kill fuck Mary, dude. Come on. Here we go. But you're gonna enjoy this one, man. In honor of The Walking Dead coming back this weekend. Ooh, I'm so far behind on this show, but go ahead. You gotta kill one, you gotta fuck one, you gotta marry one. I can't wait. Let's do this. Michonne, Carol, Rosita. Oh, boy. I don't want to kill any of them. I know, it sucks. (sighs) Usually the kill is the easiest one when I do this. It usually is, and I really like all of these characters, but, man... Carol's a bad bitch. I really don't want to kill her. Michonne's a bad bitch. I really don't want to kill her. And Rosita's the hottest of the three. <laughs> That's exactly my thinking, too. So let me let me calculate this for a minute. Man, these All two right, characters are fucking awesome, and Rosita is hot. Man, here's the thing. I mean... If it's going to be a frequent and we're in the apocalypse, like, I'm marrying Rosita because I'm going to do that as often as I can, right? Yeah, right. And then it's a toss-up because both Carol and Michonne are pretty badass. Ah, god dang. But, I mean, if I, I... Like, clearly, the hotter of the two is Michonne. So, man, I can't believe I'm going to say this, but I'm going to kill Carol. F Michonne. Mary Rosita. I would um, can't believe I just marry Rosita, and then I would have Carol and Michonne fight to the death for the right Ooh. to receive my penis. Ooh, that is a solid answer, my friend. Yes. Solid answer. Yes. Oh, you know, like how I turned it into like a real treat for them. You know, fight for the yeah. death for the right to receive my penis. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you mean that doesn't happen on the reg? No, that's not really like a thing that really happens, as it turns out. As it turns out, I'll be honest though, man. I wouldn't want two chicks to fight to the death over my penis. But like, I'd be lying if I said while it was happening I wouldn't feel just a little bit flattered. I mean, clearly. Like, in high school, this girl got a tattoo of my initials. Ooh. Yeah, bold. Yeah, bold, right? We dated for six months. It was real bold. Mm, Um, That's also psycho, but all right. Yeah, it's crazy as fuck, isn't it? Crazy as fuck. Yeah, a chick got my band's name tattooed on her leg, so there's that. Oh, how many of you were having sex Whoa, time out. None of us, and it wasn't even like she was her, actually, her sister dated our guitar player. She was just that big of a fan of us as a band. Oh. Wow. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. So there wasn't even any of that going on. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, no, me and this chick had definitely exchanged fluids. Um, 
So, she was the first chick I ever exchanged fluids with, actually. Um, yeah, as I was her. Um, so anyway, she got this fucking tattoo of my initials. It was a big fucking mess. It was a broken heart, and on one side was her initials on the day we started dating, and then, uh, on the other side of the broken heart was my initials, and the day we broke up. It was a big ol' ugly fucking That's, mess. That just made it ten times weirder. Oh, oh yeah, it's a big ol' ugly fucking mess of a tattoo. Awesome. Do you have no. a restraining order currently in place? Well, here's the other thing. I was already dating someone else by this point, right? And <laughs> yeah, so she called me and weird. told me about it, and I was a little, I was freaked out. I'm not gonna lie. Um, and then the next day at school, she wore a spaghetti strap shirt because it was on like her back shoulder blade, so that everyone oh, could see God. it. Um, but my mom was a teacher in the school system, uh, so like all the teachers knew my mom and were friends with her, and there was this dope lady named donna morrison that's friends with my mom and went to our church and uh donna morrison just appeared like out of nowhere like first thing in the day in the hallway and was like anywhere oh shit i just said her name uh Brittany. uh <laughs> do you want me to bleep that out yeah yeah bleep that out i'll uh, i'll try really hard to remember all <laughs> right Brittany. um Brittany will call her um Brittany. we don't wear spaghetti strap shirts to school put on a sweater so she made her cover it up and i was like donna morrison my man thank you uh <laughs> awesome woman who i love to this day um but anyway I, it was embarrassing um but also a little bit flattering you know i'm not gonna lie I, it was like a little bit flattering and my friend jed was always like i I don't know why you're so, like, embarrassed by this. It's basically like a walking billboard that said, I had sex with Mike Forrest, and it was so good that I had to go out and get his initials put on me forever. He's like, that's how I would look at it. And I was like, I wish I had your positive outlook on life, my dude. Yeah, it's still kind of psycho. Guys, I say it every week. It's been real. It's been fun. I think both of us will catch you next time. We love you guys. You're beautiful. I'm going to fucking paradise for ten days. Oh, suck my dick. My life is so much better than all you motherfuckers. Oh, my God. Do you feel my fucking metaphorical fucking penis just entering your fucking mouth right now while I make you my bitch with my words? Because my life is so much better than yours. Oh my god, I'm going to Hawaii. I got a fucking podcast that 18 people listen to. Oh, you ain't got none of that, do you, motherfucker? Listen at home. No, you don't. You ain't got. You ain't got no 18 people that listen to you, and you ain't got no trip to Hawaii. I also got a smoking hot wife. Oh, that's right. Oh, oh, and amazing looking. Oh my god, this is the best ending to a show ever. Fuck you guys, I'm out. New episodes of Drive-By drop every Saturday on iTunes, Spotify, and the iHeartRadio app. Subscribe and make sure you never miss a single one. And keep the conversation going on Facebook at Drive-By Pod. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram. This has been a presentation of the Near Fall Network.